Hello, and welcome to Unsheathed with your hosts, Kyle Gold and Cam Hirosaki. We hope that you enjoy the program. Please stick around afterwards. There'll be cake and blowjobs. Hi, welcome to Unsheathed number 23, our first podcast of 2010. Happy New Year, everyone. I am Kyle Gold. I am Cam Hirosaki. And we're recording live, as always, from a disclosed location high above the glitz and glamour of Sin City. And uh, for those of you who might not know what that refers to, we're not talking about a, a comic book or a, or a movie. We're, we're, we're talking or, about or, Las Vegas. Or South Africa, actually, for those of us a little bit older than that. But really? What? Yeah. A long time ago when apartheid was going on. Oh, really? Oh, oh, I ain't going to play Sin City. Wow. Okay, yeah. I, I remember that now. All right. Well, there you go. But we are in Las Vegas. Yes. And we're we're too high above for you to hear the continual clink and clank of the slot machines going on. But trust us, we have seen them. We've walked through them. They're here. They are. They don't clink and clank so much anymore, though. They just sort of they bleep and bloop and then give you a paper receipt. Yeah, they've eliminated all the quarters and coins and everything. It's uh, it's interesting. We don't really have we don't have any email queued up for this episode. Although we do have a few kind of waiting to be answered, but we didn't. Uh, bring them because we are recording remotely but uh one of the things we thought would be interesting to talk about was settings and locations and stuff and this is certainly a setting well and that's one of the details um that you have to know about if you're going to write about a setting is like the fact that if you start writing about the big las vegas casinos and you talk about clink and clank and people putting quarters in machines then you know they don't do that anymore they haven't done that for like five six years yeah and I, i didn't know that I mean, this is my first time here, and I, the last time I was in a big casino, I was walking around with two big gulps full of quarters. Yeah. And like we say with everything else, the the magic of building descriptions of anything is in the detail. And somebody asked me recently, actually, how do you describe something without it becoming boring? And so I think this gives us a perfect opportunity to talk about that and uh, you know, talk about what are some of the essential details we noted in Las Vegas. What have you What have you noticed? Okay, so the well, the first thing I noticed is that there was there's so much going on here that until you stop and look around, it is impossible to take all of it in. And there's just so much going on and so much in your face that you're going to lose a lot of the detail when you first step out into this place. That's true. And one of the things that I think, and I've I've written a couple of stories set in Las Vegas in a furry world, and one of the things that I think we don't notice about it here. What, so what I noticed primarily from a scent point of view is cigarette smoke. Oh, yeah. and again, Especially being from California where they've banned smoking everywhere. But I will tell you that uh, now as compared to like 10 years ago, it's tons better. It used to be that you'd walk into a casino and you'd walk out and your clothes would smell like smoke right away. And they have such, so improved the air ventilation systems. Well, they certainly haven't cut down on the smoking. No, but you have to be standing like right next to someone, and it's noticeable when someone's blowing smoke in your direction. Literally, I mean. No, not yeah, no, that actually otherwise. happened earlier today. Right. So something that we sort of think about from a furry point of view is what would that entail? I mean, how the casinos would obviously have to work on the ventilation system because when you have so many people packed into a small space, you're going to have all these different scents floating around. And that's something that you can, and not not. It, you can extrapolate that into the larger world as you're setting as well. But when you're thinking of it on like a smaller scale, 
the sort of you know the the, the microcosm within what you're doing, and that's definitely something to consider. And you know whether you know there'd be certain ways to deal with that, or whether you know you wouldn't necessarily be able to deal with that, and then have to account for it in the storytelling. Right. And one of the things again to think about is you talk about so much going on in the casinos that it's hard to keep track of the details and the casinos actually intentionally build these environments with specific purposes. There's no clocks in any of the casinos. These are some things that are more well known, but when you, when you're actually in them, there's signs that tell you where to go, but there's no, there's very few signs that will actually say exit. Yeah. I noticed that too. They'll say, you know, this way to another casino or this way to the Las Vegas strip, but they won't say exit. Yeah, and you could get lost here for days if you didn't know where you were going. <laughs> and some are worse than others, but so it's little things like that that will tell you um, how to build a picture of the set and that will resonate with the reader. Uh, what I think I told the person who asked me about descriptions was, you know, as an exercise, go into a new location or a new setting and just write down the first five things you notice about it. Don't, don't even think about it. Just say, you know, you walk into a room. Oh, uh, there's, you know, we're in, we're in our hotel room right now. There's two beds. There's a dresser. There's a window. And the window looks out onto the Las Vegas desert. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty simple. But you also want to There's look, a handsome wolf at the podcasting machine. <laughs> but that's always there. Um, but you also want to look for what details make it different from what people might expect what details are going to be pertinent to the story, and what details make it, I guess, um, this is the same thing, but what makes this setting unique? I mean, if you walk into a hotel room, you don't necessarily want to spend time inventorying. Well, there's two beds, there's a dresser, there's a TV, there's a little working table, there's an office, there's, there's a chair. There's generic artwork on the walls. There's generic artwork on the walls. There's a bathroom, and you know. but you want to talk about, you know, if you're staying in a room at the Luxor, Wow, the far wall was slanted inward at a 45-degree angle. And there was a dead hooker on one of the beds. Well, that, that again, is kind of standard for a Las Vegas room. <laughs> Man, I feel like I've been gypped now. We, we requested the special dead hooker-free rooms. Just so that you wouldn't get too immersed it's, it's in the his, Las Vegas It's his experience. first time in Las Vegas. Can you not do the dead whore thing? <laughs> I will note that we passed a um, we passed a place on the way out here that was a Home Depot. It was at night, so the sun, letters were all lit up. But the M and the E in the home were out. <laughs> so as we drove by, it was a big orange sign saying, The Ho Depot. We thought it was fitting that we passed that on the way to Las Vegas. You could just you know, put that on the, you know, like, Welcome to Fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada sign. And just stick it underneath the Ho Depot. Um. The other thing that you noted was actually the very distinctive sound when you're walking out on the street. Yeah. Speaking of Ho Depots, um, they've got all these people out on the street. If you've never been to Las Vegas, you know immediately. If you have been, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, there's a ton of people out on the street. And it's like um, prostitutes have like trading cards. And people out on the street will flick them against each other and try to hand them to you. But you should not try to collect them all because that's an exercise in futility. And they, I'd. You don't know who's been touching them, right? Not not the most savory of people. But yeah, like I said, like you pointed out, it's like it's a really distinct sound, and it's something I don't think I've run into in any other city in the world. It's yeah, it's just 
really different. I mean, I've I've been to plenty of cities where they hand stuff out to you out on the street. They do that in Japan a lot, but not like this, not like flicking prostitute cars together. I mean, apparently there's some third world countries where they'll just hand you out drugs on the street, but... Um... And then you go back to your room and there's a dead hooker. <laughs> and you go back to your room, yada, 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 there was a dead hooker. We really, honestly, people, we've never killed a prostitute. I'll just, well, at least I haven't. I don't know about my co-host. I don't watch no, him every I, minute. I... Yeah, you got one you, in. You, I'm just more insulted by the fact that you think I'd need to pay for sex. I wasn't saying you needed to pay for sex. I was just thinking you might have she killed impu- a hooker. She impugned my honor and therefore... Just thinking you might have killed a hooker at some point. Not, not saying you would have employed her and then killed her. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> it's like honor demands that you be slain. Yeah. Or like maybe just like was drunk and hit her with a car. Sure, you know. Could happen anyway. And then, and then stashed her body in someone else's hotel room so they would think that they killed a hooker. Or just put it in Las Vegas so no one would notice. You can see why I don't write mystery stories, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, this is kind of a morbid <laughs> morbid episode. Kids like, talk about something else, please. <laughs> but yeah, so the sound of hooker cards being slapped around <laughs> on the streets in Las Vegas is it's very, very... It's, it, it's a unique setting trait, and you could use that to... <laughs> Call it a very vivid description so that people who have been to Las Vegas will know, okay, yeah, this person knows what they're talking about. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> another, uh, another really distinctive thing about Las Vegas is the different people that come there. So it's not just... <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Damn it. That wasn't even Hirosaki-san. That was... Yeah, kid, kid I, you know, me laugh I only laughed because he laughed first. Um, so it's his fault. But uh, if, when you look around, there's just such an amazing variety of people here. We um, A lot of them have bad fashion sense. Yes. Um, I passed the guy on the street who was wearing nothing but his hotel bathrobe, uh, just walking out on the sidewalk. Uh, and, you know, smiling. Was it, was it the dude? It was not. He was clean shaven, actually. So oh, okay. Didn't didn't quite work, and it was a mirage bathrobe. Anyway, so it was a little nicer than the dude would have worn, pure white. Oh, okay. But clearly, still, you know, hotel bathrobe out on the strip. Um, we saw a couple of a couple of guys in bright red and um, uniform gray suits walking together with matching hats. You know, it's it's almost like it's a weird sort of fashion show every day of the year people want to dress up and um you see a lot of women wearing fairly inappropriate clothing that's also very very true and uh you know which is not fortunate which is fortunately not true of our uh audience of one yes who has so far been silent and may remain so that's all we'll say about it if she so chooses but she dresses very fashionably (laughs) and she's alive (laughs) Yes. And she's not a hooker. She's not a hooker and she's alive, so she's breaking the show theming. <laughs> but uh, so we were talking. Kit, kit, we, kit's we were now almost, saying, I will never ask them to record in Las Vegas ever again. 
Well, we were also bit, talking earlier tonight maybe not, about maybe just not at one in the morning. We, we were talking about the quality of like the just sort of like the generic dancers they have at the hotels, like not the ones that like you pay for for the very like many establishments that have them, but just the ones that you see in the hotels and how they all kind of look really skanky and ugly. Right, but which, which, that's a that's a detail that you could use actually. It is, and it's something that actually from a distance you don't get as clear a picture of. But yeah, if you're if you're walking close by them. Not like, you know, we walked up close enough to really investigate them, but from, you know, a couple yards away, you can you can tell. So another lesson is, you know, do your exercise, walk into a place, what are the first things you notice? But also, you know, check out detail more closely because that's those are the kinds of things people relate to. And that's what builds a lasting image of a set in your reader's head, I think. No, I would agree. And I think that, if you can sell the authenticity of the detail, then regardless of whether you're trying to capture a setting that is real or trying to establish a you know made-up setting as being real, that's the way to do it. Yep. Uh, I would agree. I don't really have anything to add to that. All right. I'm succinct. Yes. Well, at least accurate. <laughs> you can be accurate and precise or... Or something like that. I forget how that one goes. This is the dartboard analogy. Um, so trying to think what else has been, what are some other distinctive things, or, or do we want to talk about anything besides setting for this? Mm, hmm. Setting was the big one that was sort of on my mind, but uh, I guess we can sort of dovetail into characters when we were talking about, you know, low quality, you know, dancing caliber. Like, you know, I'm sure there's, there's a huge, you know, demand for, you know, attractive people and perhaps not the supply for the top tier that's all available. So you've got to fill the lower echelons with something or someone. I don't what know where I'm going you, with What this. the hell are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't. I'm listening to myself talking. I'm like, if I'm trying to make a point, I don't know what it is yet. I'm sort of hoping halfway through I was going to find out where that sentence was going. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure where it was going. Unless, you, unless you're saying, like, a lot of the real attractive people come to Vegas and a lot of people who aren't real attractive come to Vegas hoping to see the attractive people and then... They end up hooking up, which leads to... Well, I think it's more like, you know, like, the attractive people sort of get, like, booted into the position that people are willing to pay for. What was the phrase you said? Awkward blowjobs or something? That was in reference to something else. That was in reference to the Adult Entertainment Expo being the same weekend as the Consumer Electronics Show. That's, yes, that's, that, that was... But which of, is true, actually. No, I'm no, not it, making, was, it was awkward I'm orgasms. Not making, I'm not making that up. Those are the same weekend and have been for a while. But yeah, no, no. There was I said there was probably a lot of awkward orgasms that weekend. But. Oh, I see. I was just trying to keep in with the shows. Yeah. Uh, Actually, one of the things I'm surprised about is that Vegas isn't gayer. I was expecting it to be a little more gay, and it's not. You know, to to sort of sidetrack into political things, which we try not to do too often, but the uh, governor actually vetoed the Domestic Partnership Act that the legislature passed this oh, really? past year, I think. Um, but I believe, if I recall correctly, and I may be wrong about this, that the legislature overrode the veto. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and I, actually, I'm, I kind of, I'm kind of with you there. I'm not yeah. sure why Vegas isn't more gay-friendly. It seems yeah. sort of a natural fit. The big sign says, fabulous Las Vegas. That's our adjective. Exactly. And What gives? You know, there's bright lights. They have musicals being performed at half yeah. the casinos. Um, Overindulgence of alcohol and big, shiny, pretty things flashing around. 
Exactly. That's everything we're into. So come on, Vegas, gay it up. Oh yeah, but for for the furries, um, wow, slot machines. Oh yeah, they they love to slap animals on everything here. Oh yeah, yeah, no kidding. If you are, if you want to play animal themed slot machines, you have uh, not got far to go. Just walk into pretty much any casino. Yeah, I there's, think there's I, a ton of different wolf ones. I think Wolf Wolf Run and Coyote Moon are the two that we see the most often. Yeah. Oh, there's the Hundred Wolves, which sounds like more fun than it is, apparently. Yeah, that machine kind of sucks, and not in the good way. <laughs> I, <laughs> that was just to make Kit shake his head. Hundred Wolves is too many. <laughs> it just, sounds like a good idea on paper, but when in practice, it's just not very good. I, I only need one. Uh, aw. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think about stuff other people mailed us about with questions. Um, so a couple of the other characters we've kind of noticed walking around, there's, uh, we, we mentioned women wearing inappropriate clothing, but we've also seen guys wearing way too much jewelry. Oh, oh, yeah, is, yeah. And this is from a couple of gay fox and otter. The teeth jewelry needs to go. Yes. And the. Jewelry doesn't belong near the mouth unless it's coming through your lip. <laughs> oh my god! Say that. Ah, we already had our blowjob reference. You don't have to make another one. Did we? Oh, we did. Yeah, you oh. made it. I didn't have my my accidental blowjob reference. That activates the bonus spin reel. <laughs> you, you've been in Vegas too long. I have. Um, there's also. I might never go back. There's also sort of. The other details of these people carry around these huge drinks, like the yard of margarita or oh my God. It's, football. It's, it's like college gone wrong. And er, and a lot of the you know, like we saw the Hangover earlier this year and really enjoyed it. And a lot of those people are actually here in Las Vegas. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, during some of the many celebrations that we've participated in slash walked through. Oh god! I was talking to one of the locals, and they said something about you know like you have like like the open container law, which when you're out on the sidewalk on the strip, you need to have an open container with you. <laughs> that actually seems to be the case. Yeah. Well, that's another thing. That's a, a good little detail. Like I don't know anywhere else where you can just walk around the street with an open container of anything. And I will say that a lot of, there the are US a lot of guys. Anyway. There are a lot of guys, especially. I mean, you know, New Year's Eve obviously is a is sort of a bad sample size but there are a lot of guys that get really way too drunk and still try to stagger around the casinos and yeah i haven't seen anything too startling myself or at least not that i wouldn't have expected coming to vegas although the giant the yard of margarita kind of alarmed me i didn't know about those but there are also and not to i mean this sounds like we're kind of making fun of everybody in las vegas and of course we're here too so what does that say about us but there are a lot of people who come here and are just really a joy to watch because they get so into the things that they're doing. Um, the people that I really feel sorry for are the people that you walk around and it looks like they're just, it looks like they're doing a job. They're sitting at the slot machine or they're oh. sitting at the blackjack table and they're like, all right, you know, five more hours of this and I can go home. And, you know, the people that I really enjoy are the people that, really get into the games they're playing or the machines or that wander around and are looking at the sites and there's people taking pictures. That's the other thing. Yeah. Is oh, cameras abound. If, if it's your ambition to be on film, don't go to Hollywood. Come to Las Vegas. 
Because you'll, I, you'll end up on a, on plenty of cameras. I guarantee you, there's probably more cameras than people in this city. But that's those are the kind you know the people that look around and there's so much. Uh, it's been we've said this a, a billion times, but it's like Disneyland for grown-ups. Yeah, and the the amount of excess here, the because every casino wants to outdo the other casinos, so. If, again, you know, getting back to writing a story and talking about descriptions, when you're trying to think about if you're trying to make up a place in Las Vegas and you think, well, no casino would actually do that because that's way too over the top. The entire city is over the top. Right. And in your face. Anything that's over the top will be topped by the the casino next door trying to draw people away from that one. And so it's just that kind of mentality – and it's so much fun just to walk around and look at, you know, a miniature Eiffel Tower. Yeah, or the 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 front for New York, New York is the one that just blew me away walking in front of it. Just like, like wow. Yeah, that one's amazing. Yeah, and just like I can't tell. Like that, that's where I realized I couldn't tell where fake ended and real began. And uh, the, you know, the fountains in front of the Bellagio have become sort of the signature Las Vegas moment for movies the last few years. They're really spectacular, too. Yeah. And so you get a lot of people that are just tourists that are coming to see just the amazing stuff that people put together here in Las Vegas. And there's a ton of kids now. Like, yeah. Like a, strollers and yeah, like a lot. infants. They, they get underfoot a lot, too. I keep afraid I'm going to run them over. It's just this. Uh, it's really a unique place. And we're I, I, we've been talking for like. 20 minutes about it and I don't know if we've managed to do it justice but it really is one of the there's so many things to talk about that if you're trying to figure out what are the essential details to put together a setting this is a great place to this would be like your final exam like that's, could yeah, you that's a good point it's the boss level it's the bonus round <laughs> to unlock your wild reels and stuff. I don't know it's late and I'm done with my uh, my podcasting pint of Guinness. Yeah, it's like two in the morning. Even for Las Vegas, that's kind of late. So, um, because it is the new year, we would uh, first of all we'd like to hear what uh, what you guys have in terms of New Year's resolutions. Hopefully related to writing, but not necessarily. We assume if you're listening to this podcast, one of, writing is one of your interests or passions. Because I can't imagine anyone would just tune in half an hour a week just to listen to us yap back and forth otherwise. How about dead hookers? <laughs> we won't do that again, we promise. Yeah. Luckily, there's not really a lot of context where that'll come up. We hope. <laughs> I resolve not to intentionally bring up dead hookers on the podcast anymore. <laughs> yeah, this is your fault. I'm going to lay this at your door. I'm just trying to be using creative storytelling devices. Yeah, why don't all the, your creative storytelling devices have your characters end up dead? Or hookers. Or both. <laughs> all right, touche. I don't really have a response to that. <laughs> I don't know that I have a... I, I mean, I've, every year I make a resolution to finish finish some stories, finish a book, uh, keep improving. Uh, I've probably got a list of books that I need to read this year. Um, what about you? I resolved to actually get around to that special project I used to keep mentioning, the one that I promised I would get to before MFF and didn't. 
Oh, and at, uh, two one. of uh, two of our listeners did catch up to me in MFF and asked me about it, and I was like, no, I, I didn't get around to that yet. I've been bad. Then they asked me what my punishment was, and I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm just privately shamed in front of the two of you. Your punishment is guilt. Yeah, well, I have that. Well, not in Vegas, I don't, because... That's true. Yeah, I don't think anyone has guilt here. Uh, but I do promise to get to that, hopefully within the first half of the year. And so I've got... Well, I know I've got the book coming out in January. I resolved to keep... Uh, my resolutions are all lame. It's all like I resolved to keep attending conventions. I resolved to keep writing books. I resolved yeah. to... Um, more of the same, but more. More of the same, but more. And uh, we resolved to keep doing the podcast until uh, until y'all get bored of it and stop talking to us about it. Yeah, I'm still entertained doing it. So um, people still listen to us. Send in, send in some of your. So, Kit, what are your resolutions for the new year? You can't resolve not to be surprised by surprise questions because I'm the one asking the surprise questions. I would have to resolve not to surprise you with questions, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> Kit's all flustered. He he resolves to. He resolves to come up with some resolutions. He resolves to come up with some resolutions and to, uh, I have a feeling he's resolved to hand out some uh, punishment to foxes who try to spring questions on him. And remember, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so the rest of you won't get to hear about it afterwards. Well, not that you get to hear about it anyway. Well, it might make his way into a story unbeknownst to other people. Right. Maybe, but apparently not because I just gave it away. No, no, I probably didn't. All right. I'm digging myself into a hole that I don't need to be in. <laughs> I think it has something to do with the fact that it's two in the morning and... I'm punchy. We don't usually record this late ever. No, even given it. Yeah. yeah. Our mysterious audience doesn't want anything to do with us anymore. <laughs> Our mysterious audience is disavowing all knowledge of this podcast. <laughs> I, I wish he had been an audience member on a more normal episode. Well, maybe now that the mystique has been slightly debunked, we'll come back at some future time. We'll hopefully see her at our live Further Confusion show. Oh, yeah. We'd better. If she's not, well, I don't know where she is, but... <laughs> now we're getting glares. No, if she's not, that's perfectly okay. We won't do anything. We promise. <laughs> she's probably very busy and has more important things to do than listen to us. <laughs> all right well we're gonna we're gonna wrap that up because we have plenty of other things to do in vegas but uh, we wanted to take out this uh half hour time to reconnect with it with you guys and wish everybody happy new year send us in your resolutions the email address is unsheathedpodcast at gmail.com unsheathed on fa right and actually, if we have any Vegas locals who are listeners to the podcast, if there are any sort of like attention to detail bits, as a, you know, as a resident that you would point out, as like from a non-tourist perspective, that might be interesting to know too. Yeah, sure. Because there's always stuff that the locals know yeah. that the tourists don't. And I think I actually wrote something in one of my stories about, well, the tourists all liked this, but the locals knew that if you went here, you could get this. Yeah. Which I completely made up, but it sounds right. Yeah, and that's the thing about like I said, if you're try- if you can sell believability, it's okay if you make it up. Exactly. 
So, thank you. Thank you, Kit, for your patience. Thanks to our audience member for not walking out in the middle. <laughs> it would be great if, like, 20 minutes in, you just hear this big slam door. <laughs> and we've uh, gone to an audience of zero. And we and we encourage anybody who's thinks that uh, they need to see a little bit more excitement in their sadness to come and visit Las Vegas because it's... Uh, Oh, it's certainly been inspiring. Everyone should, everyone should come here at least once. Yeah, and if you have good luck on the slot machines, perhaps more than once. And we didn't even mention all the shopping, which Kit particularly loves to. And I love it too, actually. I'll, I'll admit to that. But there's rows and rows of shops, and they're all in cute themed malls, and it's so precious. It's wonderful. I was about to say, like, I'm not gay enough to be that into shopping, but... I don't think it's that I'm not gay enough. I just think I'm just not into shopping. I was going to say, you're, I'm certainly, gay. you're certainly gay enough to be into shopping. Just yeah. maybe not for clothes. Ooh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sure I should be offended by that. I'm just not sure how offended I should be. <laughs> I'm going to leave that open to your imagination. I'll never do that. You know where our imagination takes things. Yes, I know. As evidenced by this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say. I'm not going to repeat the phrase or, or again. Or by Unsheathed Presents number two. That's something totally different. And um, so with that, we will wish you a good night or good morning or whenever you happen to be listening to us. Yeah, And uh, a good uh, 2010. Yeah. Happy New Year to all. I'm Kyle Gold. I'm... <laughs> broken again i know <laughs> I, you know I, I always expect something to come and just bite me on the ass but yes i'm i'm the ever flusterable game here in hockey out here in vegas you have to pay for that how much <laughs> and just grab one of the cards out on the strip uh, oh no 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 <laughs> please stop us recording kit